I go into the kitchen thinking like, okay, it's now got to pivot because I solved the mystery. And then five minutes later, this whole thing transpires that I have no clue what's happening. But now they come into the house and they're crying and people are hysterical and someone has been insulted. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. You yeah, know, all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward J. Copeland. I almost said C. Copeland. (laughs) You're definitely not Edward C. Copeland. I'm Edward J. Copeland. I hope everyone is okay out there in this wonderful world that we live in. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Tell us tell us more. Um this podcast is going to be a little challenging because here's the thing, there is always something happening in the Copeland household, <laughs> the Copeland family or the extended families have something going on that we feel that we can't necessarily share because it's incriminating. Um, <laughs> no one's broken yeah, well maybe some people have, bro- have broken a law, I don't know. Yeah, lots of laws have been broken, uh, but we always wind up kind of being observers of things that are definitely really good what in the worlds. Yeah. And so this brings me to a really funky place right now because my whole day has been a what in the world and it's been caused by family members, I'm just going to tell you. So it's always a challenge, like right before we hit, you know, record, do we talk about these people? Do we not? When we first started, it was, well, if they don't listen, then we talk about them. Well, as you can guess, the Push Podcast has grown and there are listeners who now know our family members who, yeah, that would be incriminating, I guess. <laughs> so it puts me in an awkward position as a content creator because I want to share so many things. And if you haven't noticed, the way that Eddie and I kind of operate through life is we go through these challenges. We have these challenging conversations and we're like, okay, what can we learn from the situation? Who's the problem here? What did I do to cause or contribute to this? Right. And then we want to share it with you guys. Right. And so I want to read a really quick review. If you haven't taken the time to review the Push Podcast, that would be greatly appreciated, especially because I need some love today. My soul needs some love. Well, I love you, honey. Thank you, baby. I love you too. But (laughs) Lockster27 says, Janelle and Eddie are my go-to motivators when I'm feeling the lack of focus or I just need a push to keep going towards my goals. The Copelands are there for me every single time. I love that they are real people with real problems and they use real talk to push me out of my comfort zone. There are no theories or case studies, just true things that happen in their lives to give others the motivation they need to keep going. The what in the world segments are the absolute best openers. I can't wait for your merch. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, so that leads me to tell you that we're about to open up Pandora's box today well, because can I, I just I mean, say the listeners have spoken. Can I just say this is mostly your family? No, I'm just 
<laughs> there are no lies. There are no lies there. <laughs> well, what in the world? Okay, so can I just set this to stage? Wait, then, time out. What? You're right that it's mostly my family, but not to put you on blast, but you didn't have a family until recently. Dang. What do you say to that? Uh, God, you know, when I was a kid, I used to be like fighting words. You said you ain't got no daddy. <laughs> right. Because that was absolutely so, true. <laughs> I, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to tell you this episode's going to be all over. But last year, Ancestry.com became, uh, we became poster children for Ancestry.com. Yeah, but let's say that. We one. haven't got there yet. Yeah. But I will tell you, the listeners, the viewers, we have recorded those podcasts when they were really fresh. Yeah. And we are still slightly recovering from some of that. And so we always say you should share from your scars and not your wounds. We're still recovering from the wounds, <laughs> but there is always something to laugh about yep. because we're just humorous people. Absolutely. But we have so many lessons that if you guys think that you're getting fed great stuff in the Push podcast now, y'all might want to stick around because it's about to be real, <laughs> like Real quick, and very you know, soon. And, and we share from a place of of trying to help and right. trying to add perspective. The Push Podcast is about development, personal mm -hmm. development, business development, relationship development, and all those things. We not we're not saying, hey, we are the experts, but we're saying, hey, we have a take on it that may help you. Mm -hmm. We have a failure that may serve you. Mm -hmm. We have something that may come across to you that puts things in a perspective where you go, I've never thought about it that way. Right. This may help me change the way I, I approach life, right. change the way I approach my relationships. And I would just say this past weekend, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, what in the world? I mean, there are a couple things, ma major things that happened, okay. right? Someone drank too much. Uh, uh, well, a couple wait, people drank too time much. Time out, time out, time wait, out. Wait. We did get permission for this particular uh, saga. <laughs> I'll just tell you, my sister, shout out to you, Richland. Uh, Richland Coley, my sister, adore you and your soon to be fiance, Mitchell. If you would ever pop the question, that would be really convenient for you to do that soon so you can actually be an official part of our family. However, after a series of events last weekend, he probably will be delaying the proposal, right? Yeah. So my sister graduates from college. She got her accounting degree, and now she's going to be pursuing her master's. I just want to tell you I'm so proud of you. There's a lesson right there, which was when she was 18, fresh out of high school, she didn't know what she wanted to do. For those of you that don't know, my brother is highly academic. He's a genius. Shout out to Jared Coley. Uh, went to Dartmouth, graduated top of class. Like he's just like he set the bar way too high for the rest of us in our family. But my sister at 18 didn't really have it quite figured out. She didn't love school. So she didn't really want to go to college. So she went to cosmetology school. I'm not going to tell you that she's never worked a day in her life in a salon. But nonetheless, you know, she has <laughs> her dig? cosmetology oh license God. and has now found her passion in her 30s as an accountant for a family business. And um, yeah. I'm just really, really proud of you, Richland. So if yeah, you're listening, shout out. So we go to celebrate in Northern California, her and her, again, soon to be, hopefully, fiance Mitchell, through a party for Richland's graduation. And, and it was an honor to be there. We love going. We love, you know, sharing everything. And again, this is why we created the Push Podcast. We go through so many things that teach us lessons 
that we were just like, if we had a party, a barbecue once a week with friends, these would be the topics of conversations that we would be sharing, soliciting ideas, soliciting advice, and also sharing learnings, right? Right, yeah. So you guys are our friends because we started the podcast, and so here we are. Yeah, and so just to add to that. Yeah, so just to add to that. So they recently got a house, I don't know, was it a year ago? They purchased a home about a year ago. About a year ago. Beautiful And they have not really hosted a large gathering, Mm -hmm. right? And so they're getting ready for his family and hers. Yeah. And so combining the families. And so Mm -hmm. people understand that that's going to be, that's a lot of pressure, right? Right. You've got, you've got your family and you've got the other person's family. Soon to be in-laws. Soon to be in-laws. And they, you know, you're, you want everyone to mesh, right? right? You want them to to get along. You want things to be smooth. And everyone should be on their best behavior. That's not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the, the crazy thing is, is that it wasn't so much the family; mm-hmm. it was mo- more of the friends. Okay, right? And you know, we don't know where this conversation is going to go, but yeah, we want to talk about how when you outgrow your friends because that's okay. that's an important thing, and and how you know it, and what you do about it, and also if you are the person that got outgrown, uh, what you need to do about it. But okay. this was really about you know having friends that when you invite them to a party and they do not know how to act, shit can get real. And the what in the world is that think about the worst case scenario, right? So if we were to just to tell you a little bit about this, I want you to think about the worst case scenario. Think about your friend that you probably hung out with, that you probably drank with, you probably party with, Mm -hmm. you probably did all these cool things. When and maybe you were that a kid. when you were a kid, and so that you were probably in your early twenties, and no, you just did reckless third things. Third grade. Oh, this, third these grade. Are friendships no, I'm talking from about third grade. Right. You grew up as an eighteen-year-old you into got your twenties. Okay. Yeah, you got when you got to your twenties. That's when it got real because you started drinking, partying, maybe. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they may not have really changed in, right. in many ways, and maybe you have. Right. Mm-hmm. You got into a relationship. You, your priorities changed. You found a career that you love, and then you think about the worst case scenario. You put those people with your soon to be in in-laws family and for what your can new happen, life for your new life and what do you think can happen a bunch of shit <laughs> okay so let's start there because that's the first lesson of today's push podcast and that is what friends have you outgrown you might have friends that you've had from third grade or even kindergarten that you've grown up right. and i just want to ask you have you outgrown each other Because you usually know, like, uh, it's kind of a drag to get together with these friends. Like, It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy. It's not really enjoyable. You don't talk about the same things. Maybe you don't share the same values. So there's a couple of, I guess, pointers that we want to point out to you, right? Yeah. So you could have potentially grown out of your friends because of personal or or professional or business achievements. So I'll give you mine. You start a business. You start realizing the importance of investing in your growth, right? So you sign up for courses, you attend conferences, you meet all of these business professionals, and you're like, oh my God, there's a whole world of people out there who now enjoy the thing that I'm trying to learn, so I want to be friends with these people. Right. And then you have like the career. Your career takes off. You start to take on different roles. Maybe you travel. Maybe your network changes. Mm-hmm. And so your title change. And all of a sudden now you're you're rubbing elbows with the different individuals that are highly successful in your industry. And they become like your circle in a sense. So right? maybe your but vocabulary your, changes. Your, your, right. Your because every time you progress, vocabulary increases mm-hmm. and changes because you're exposed to new things. And so now your interest kind of changes 
because the individuals you're hanging out with are introducing you to new things. Right. Right. That could be in my case, it's been like people have introduced me to new books and right. I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I have this book in my 20s? Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't ready for it, but I'll share the book with a friend and they're like, oh, that's stupid. Right. A hundred percent. As my career advanced, video games became not important. Right. Also, right? as your marriage became important, <laughs> that was a dilemma or, right. you know, an ultimatum that I gave you. Listen, sit right. here, play these video games on this couch one more night and watch yourself be single. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, it's interesting because I find that you interact with people that are in their 20s, young women, men, what doesn't matter. And they talk about video games and they're in relationships or they're married. And I go, I just wonder how long that's going to last. Right. Right. Because you can't just be you coming into a new relationship unless that's in your contract. Yeah. And so so one of the triggers is going to be achievement professionally. Lasting in professional and business could be your income increases. Right. 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 And they say like money changes people. My grandma, bless her heart today. She's 79 years old. We watched Crazy Rich Asians and she goes, I would never under any circumstances want all that money. (laughs) Really? I said, why? (laughs) She goes, because more money, more problems. Those people are assholes. Like, did you see? She was so offended with the way that the rich people behaved and i said grandma isn't it true there's a lot of poor assholes too yeah it's equal and she goes very equal true baby that's true but i would not want all that i said well i'm gonna wish for that for you because somebody has to take care of you when you get older you know what i'd rather be rich and be around rich assholes Mm -hmm. because when you're rich you got options right when you're poor you may not be able to move in the neighborhood that you're in that is so there's a lesson from the bush podcast (laughs) there are rich assholes but there are also also poor assholes. just as many I'd rather be an asshole with money. I don't know. No, no I mean, you that don't sounds want to be bad. an asshole. I, don't, I won't be an asshole rich or poor, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind, you know, dealing with the the riches, the rich assholes with options. I right, agree with you. Right, right. You got to have okay, options. So that's number one. You could outgrow friends because of business or professional achievements. Number two, spirituality, enlightenment, enlightenment changes. So mm-hmm. give me some examples for that. Yeah, you can find maybe you have a new devotion to a new type of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe you've lived a, a life of sin and now you're like i found jesus born again christian jesus Mm -hmm. is my life and you got your friends that hey you know what maybe they're they're um atheists maybe there's maybe they don't yeah maybe they're still sinners and so a lot of times when your faith changes your time and is spent on hey i'm i'm really working on myself when it comes to my religion and all those types of things and so that can definitely be a part where you're growing out of friendships can i just tell you like you're referring to like a life of crime and a life of being a (laughs) sinner and then when you grow out of that i find that the people who think that they know you best which would be your friends and family Mm -hmm. they're the ones that want to keep you in that box because it's comfortable for them to be able to refer to you as the person they knew you by. Right? Oh, absolutely. So now you're like, oh, now she's born again, you know, but if you knew what she used to do when she was 18, uh, that doesn't matter. Like those are definitely friends you should be growing out of if people in your friend circle or your family circle are trying to label you based on your past. I hate yeah, that. Yeah. And you know what? I would say that I see that happen because we have thousands of students and we see that happen in marriages, right? Mm-hmm. Someone today wants to change and live a different life. They want to have a different outlook and their spouse or their partner is not going to let them. Right. 
because of the fact that, you, you know, no, that's not what I know you as. Right. Even if it's good for them, even mm-hmm. if it's like, hey, you know what? I'm starting a business. I have a different mindset. And they keep wanting to pull them back to that old mindset because that is how I know you best. Well, because it's uncomfortable for me to watch you change. Now right. I got to change my vocabulary <laughs> yeah. about you. And it's highly inconvenient. Yeah. And, and I think that that is so if you and this if you listen to this and you're finding, hey, I'm in a relationship. I've been listening to the Push podcast. You know, this is episode, what, 93. Mm-hmm. And you guys have made me I, I'm like growing like crazy, but I can't get my partner to, to listen in and they are not growing. This episode's for them. This is episodes for them <laughs> but it, you know that's a that's a tough thing so i think it happens with friendships it definitely happens in, in relationships i want to just say something really quick vegan nancy wrote a review and she said that i described myself in absolutes prior to listening to the podcast right and that's something that i think it, it ties into what you're saying. Like we have talked about this on previous episodes before. If you tell your husband, you know, you never take out the trash. Can you please start taking out the trash? If he's like, well, actually, I do take out the trash quite often, mm-hmm. but maybe not as much as you would like me to. Right. 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 Or I'm always late. Mm-hmm. OK, well, you can choose not to be late. <laughs> right. So you're you, you know might me. be. <laughs> Putting titles on other people right. or putting titles on yourself. And in this case, Vegan Nancy was putting titles on herself prior to listening to the Push podcast. She no longer does that, though. She said there is a clearer path on what I want to change and improve, not just in myself, but also in my marriage, in my relationships, in my business. So thank you, guys. I love that. I love We're going to be sending both Lockster 27 and Vegan Nancy a 30-day guide to thrive journal, and also a pusher t-shirt. So in case you missed the memo in episode 92, we told you that we're doing a countdown to 100 episodes. And every episode, we're going to be looking for three reviews to send out t-shirts and a journal because we want to see you live your best life and we want you to represent. So just had to throw that in. Another way that people could change um, spiritually or like through enlightenment is maybe their moral compass Mm -hmm. changes, right? right? I'm just going to say I came from a life of crime (laughs) and uh, my husband, who is very Jesus-like, has definitely helped to reshape my moral compass because you're just so honest that it just has become non-negotiable for me to be like walking with Jesus as well. (laughs) And so that gets me in trouble because I've always been pretty assertive and like very much open about my opinion. But now it's like impossible for me to lie to you. So if you ask me if you look fat in the dress, I'm going to tell you, yeah, that dress makes you look really fat. So Um, there you have it. But And also it could be like... But, you, you know, you would develop these relationships with people and usually there's something in common. Mm-hmm. And some for some people, it's like, that's the person I drink with. Right. That's the person I, I smoke weed with. Uh-huh. Right. That's the person I like. You do these things that Vices. and I'm not saying it's wrong mm-hmm. morally, but you change like how you view those things. Right. And so now all of a sudden you say, hey, drinking too often it's not good i don't want to do that anymore well in the case <laughs> so. of my sister richland at this party she is marrying a cop 
right? right he's right. a parole officer. So he's not like down for you getting sloppy drunk. He's not down for you doing drugs. He's not down for any of that stuff. As a matter of so, fact, I think he would call the police on you. No, he literally <laughs> said, I will call the police on you. It's not you think. He said that. So, you know, those could be some things. Maybe these friends that you hung out with at one point, they were your <laughs> vices. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know, there's nothing wrong with a couple of tequila shots at right. a party. And maybe you're noticing that a couple of your friends have stopped calling you and inviting you to some of their parties. So you think that they're, oh, they got a promotion and now they think they're all that at right. their job. So they don't even invite me anymore. Maybe you're the one we're talking about. Maybe you get sloppy, stupid. It was so funny <laughs> because he was telling the story and and I guess that these friends have you know gotten a little too tipsy before and there's an argument that happened and they were outside and he's and he goes to he tells your sister he says and somebody and they almost called the police and she goes no they didn't he goes yeah because i was the one who's gonna call the police <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was the funniest thing ever but yeah so maybe yeah the way your outlook your your morals change uh and they make you incompatible with people that you were once compatible with right and then or maybe your values change right Right. And so that's another thing. Your values change. And and for those who struggle with understanding your values, your values, like, there's two types of values. There's aspirational values. Those are the things that you want to value. Mm -hmm. Right. You want to value time with your family. However, you actually value work. OK. Right. You want to value your health. You know, you say, oh, what, people say, what's important to you? And they say their health. And you say, OK, cool. When was, what, was you, what did you do last week for your, your health? Right. Nothing. Right. Well, you actually value comfort. Right. You value mac and cheese. <laughs> right. And so just to I get very that much some, value some, mac and cheese. <laughs> the definition of that. But when you your values change and your friends' values don't change, it makes you extremely incompatible. Yeah. Because and, and it's not so much because. It's okay, and it's actually a good thing when you you have different values because then you have dialogue and you get to understand people. But what I'm saying is, it's it's like there are major values that are deal breakers for people right. that no longer are you compatible with. Those well, I'll tell you what an example of that for me is when we first got married, it was very important that Fabiola and I have a good relationship. Right. Your ex, the mother to my two oldest daughters, right? And I don't think Fab valued that because she didn't have step parents. Right, right. I had a stepdad that raised me and I love him and I call him dad. I have a stepmother that helped raise me and I love her and I call her mom. And everybody had a good working relationship within my family. And so I you valued that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I just like looking back to 16, almost 17 years ago when we started our relationship, I see how she didn't really value that because that those are her kids. You know, she doesn't have experience with that. Also, when you're in your early 20s, think about the type of values that you have with your friends. You know, mm -hmm. you're newly single. Fuck that bitch. She, oh, sorry. That was wrong. But <laughs> F her, you know, she's got your man, whatever. I can imagine what your friends might be feeding you, right? Right. Fast forward to last week, we were able to, we always all attend our daughter's graduation, have Christmas together. So you're looking at the 17 year mm. Uh, work that's been in progress behind the scenes and you're looking at this beautiful co-parenting relationship we have today right? that our kids get to reap the benefits of. And I cannot tell you how many people DM me with their you know, stories crying about how they hope that one day they'll have those relationships. And I know to this day, 
being almost 40, Fab really values that, right? Because the conversations that were in her ear when she was 20 have changed. Mm -hmm. And now the values have kind of, you know, changed as well. Does that make sense? So now her friends are like, I really admire what you, Janelle and Eddie have built. This is so amazing. So the accolades have come because we've put in the hard work, but also because the values have changed. Absolutely. And that's huge. That's growth. That's growth. And I think that when you are growing, your values should change. And and I think so we went through like three different major things that can happen that puts you in a position where you grow out of a relationship. Because I don't know. And you got to you tell me. I I hope you guys got what those are, though, really quick. So business and professional achievements, uh, spiritual or enlightenment changes, and then your values change. Yeah. So if you sit there and wonder, where do all my friends go? And it's why, probably one of those three. <laughs> and maybe you, you haven't changed. And maybe if you look at your last 10 years, you say, God, I, I kind of do the same things I've been doing for the last 10 years. I've been thinking the same thoughts I've been thinking for the last 10 years. I've been behaving the same way for the last 10 years. I mean, I see people back from my high school and they look very tattered because they, the behaviors that they had in high school, they still have. They still have right. right. And so that is and sometimes they see me, they go, oh, my God, you haven't aged a bit. And I go, well. I wish I could tell you the same thing. I'm not going to say anything. Right. <laughs> you can't say anything nice. Don't say anything at all. Oh, my God. But it's not in, in, in a judgment, but it's like, hey, your, if your values haven't change. shifted or changed, mm-hmm. then you'll find yourself doing the same things over. Right. So w- one of the things that I was thinking about as we were talking about this episode, I was like, is that fair? Like, is it an ego thing? <laughs> like, is it because when you think about saying that you outgrew friends, if people can take that and say, oh, well, you think you're better than me. Okay, time out. Um, there's a book Rachel Rogers just wrote. She said that one of her clients talks about a friend audit. Mm-hmm. And every six months, they do a friend audit on all of their friends. And they ask themselves very simple questions. Like, did this friend add value to my life in a significant and meaningful way this year or over the last six months? And conversely, did I impact their life and add value to their life in a positive and meaningful way, right? Mm -hmm. So she uses the example, I have a friend who's constantly complaining about her toxic relationship for years now. But every time I take the time to listen to her, to watch her cry, to help pick her up off the floor, I give her tons of advice, I give her great resources, tell her to read books, go to counseling. She never does any of it. So she refuses to participate in her rescue. Therefore, she is not adding value to my life and I am not able to add value to her life. Mm. So I have to cut that friend. Right. So what you're saying that sounds really hard for some people, but I am going to propose that you do a friend audit. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you because that's the point of having relationships that you value is Mm -hmm. can I positively impact this person in a way that's meaningful and can I receive something from it in a way that's meaningful as well? Yeah. And and maybe people don't think about their relationships that deep. Maybe people are thinking I don't have that many friends (laughs) and I don't even do a friend audit. Right. And, and I think that, you know, that's why I'm asking this question because, and I want people to understand that this is not to say that you're better than any of your friends. Mm -hmm. What this is saying is that there's certain aspects of your life that we just pointed out that there is growth in. Mm -hmm. Well, there should be. Uh If you're moving in a direction of progress. Right. However, not everybody lives a growth life. 
right? So people that do not listen to the Push podcast don't understand, hey, we can change our perspectives. We can choose new thoughts. We can choose new friends, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to encourage you again, like, you know, invite people to listen to the Push podcast because we try to keep the conversations light and fun so that you can see that just because you've been believing something all your life and now you're 43 years old doesn't mean that you can't try on a new thought. Right. right. Doesn't mean that you can't try on a new way of doing things. So if you're the kind of person, again, that's always like, oh, I never remember people's names and I'm always late. Well, how about today you decide to stop saying that and then you work on getting better at those things. We can right. change at any point, but some people don't want to change because it's comfort. And I think that that's what drives relationships apart. Right. Like when so you- your question, is it fair? It, it is fair. But a lot of times the people who think it's not fair they're not recognizing that they're the ones that are not growing at the same pace that maybe everyone else is. So then what happens is oftentimes they become victims. Yeah, and and, and when you become victim, that's tough. Right. And, I, and I think it's important to understand that, like I said, you're not better than anyone, but what has happened is that you have had these moments of growth and it puts you in a different place in your life. Mm-hmm. Everybody has intrinsic value, mm-hmm. right? Their their lives matter, their families matter, all those things matter. What they do for a living, all those things have an enormous amount of value and they're special. However, what you have to recognize if you are a person that is growing, you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And that choice is I'm going to have to make a conscious choice to put myself in a different environment because these things are important to me and I want to be surrounded by the thing by other people mm-hmm. who who believe in those same things as well. Uh, and they don't all have to be the same because you want to have a bit of conflict because that's where growth happens. Right. Or you have to make a decision to say, I'm going to try to pull my surroundings and my circle up with me. Right. And that is a really hard thing to do. It is. It's exhausting. Right. So you can only pull them up by inspiring them, though. So let's get let's dive into the tea, though, because okay. now that we've given you some tactical stuff, people are like, get to the point. Like what happened at your sister's <laughs> the what party? In the world. <laughs> so here's the what in the world. There's a couple of friends that get invited and they had a little too much to drink. I'm just going to tell you right now. I think it was my stepmom and her sister, they my aunt. Punch. We have this theory that, you know, they came, they set up the day before they made all these margaritas. I think that the big, huge containers that they made these margaritas in had time to sit overnight and ferment and get stronger. And then so the day of the party, they came over, they helped set everything up and they were like, okay, kind of early, they dipped out. They were like, okay, have fun, peace out, ha ha ha. And then shit hit the fan, you guys. These margaritas were passed around and they tasted really good, but they had a ton of alcohol in them. I don't really drink, so I knew immediately I had to put tons of ice cubes and water in it to dilute it. But I don't think everybody else at the party got the message. No, and and, and I think you're going a little too fast. No, okay? we got to speed this I know, along. I know. So but one the, guy that, walks but, but through the, the screen door. Well, yeah, somebody walks Completely through Completely walks through. It like levels, and he has no clue what just happened. Oh, yeah. he. And he, my brother-in-law says, dude, you just tore down my screen door. Move out of the way. Help pick it up. Something. So that was one. And yeah. he was so wasted. He kept like falling asleep and nodding off. But he was harmless. He and was then, actually a nice guy. And then one of the young ladies 
had a little too much to drink and was leaning on your uncle, um, right? Very inappropriately. inappropriately. <laughs> and so at like, one point I looked over, she was standing in the taco line next to you and she was painting an imaginary line between the two of you. Right. And I go, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm trying to keep it appropriate. And she was so sloppy drunk and it was, it was bad. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And she kept, but she it, was hanging on people yeah. at our party in our family inappropriately to where my family is now like, should I get her off of my husband or what? So of course it gets back to my sister. My sister's mortified. She's crying now at her party, has to round up her friends and basically say, you bitches are ruining my party. This day's about me and my accomplishment. And it's now become all about you. So if you don't get it together, I'm kicking you out. So what do they do? They come out and start apologizing to, to everyone. Everybody. I'm so sorry if I was inappropriate. Like, like that drunk I've apology. been hurt. So I've been sorry. told. Right. So then it becomes super dramatic because now you're apologizing to 50 people and we know that you were told to do it. And that's not how you should have handled that <laughs> because then it still makes it about you. Right. So at one point, I, the big sister was like, OK, do I kick these broads out? Like, right. how do I save this party? Thought we had it under control. And then boom, it hits the fan again. Right. So how do we get into this? Because well, now we have listeners that are at this party that are now listening to the push well, podcast. So, so what what basically happened is this: one of the, these friends was let's sitting across. Let's call her Julie. Let's call her Julie. Okay. Julie was sitting across by a very important person from the family. The soon-to-be mother-in-law. The soon-to-be mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. I was going to hold it back, and was was curious apparently of what her nationality ethnicity was, was mm -hmm. right and she goes what are you and you know Julie, when someone asks you that and you're like at a party and the person's been drinking you kind of go oh well what do you think i am okay and Time out. As someone who has constantly my whole life been asked what are you i find the question extremely offensive mm. I, I just do everybody always me asks am. me i mean <laughs> It's pretty obvious, but people constantly ask me, what are you? And I go, what do you mean? I'm an entrepreneur. Like I have smart ass <laughs> remarks now because I just think, don't ask me about that, right? Yeah. I get that you're intrigued, but don't ask with me. That. So someone asked her, well, ironically, I had talked to her because we were both Portuguese. And so she's Portuguese, mm -hmm. this woman, the soon-to-be mother-in-law. And so I'm watching drunk Julie ask the soon-to-be mother-in-law, well, what are you? And she's slurring. And I'm like, okay, I don't like where this conversation is going. I'm sitting next to my daughter, my husband, you know, some other friends. And so I chime in. I go, she's Portuguese. And you get up and leave. And I get up and leave thinking, okay, now I've solved this mystery. You guys can move on from a different, you know, to a different topic. Right. And then the mother-in-law looks at I me go and into says, the oh, kitchen. You gave, it, you gave it away. Right. <laughs> I go into the kitchen thinking like, okay, it's now got to pivot because I solved the mystery. And then five minutes later, this whole thing transpires that I have no clue what's happening. But now they come into the house and they're crying and people are hysterical and someone has been insulted. Right. So now I have to play Blue's Clues to figure out where my sister is because she has fled her own party, <laughs> where the soon-to-be mother-in-law is because she was basically verbally assaulted, Right. where the drunk is because my brother-in-law is about to beat her ass and call the cops on her, which right. he is the popo. And then Eddie turns out witnessed the whole entire thing. You because that's what I do. Um, and, and so I'm sitting. So this conversation about what she is continues after Janelle leaves, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. And she goes, "Well, what are you, albino?" 
<laughs> and for my albino brothers and sisters out there, obviously you come in every single ethnicity, but this young lady had no clue right. what an albino was. And mm -hmm. so she kept calling her an albino. And, and at, at, at a certain point, it's just me and the mother-in-law and then two girls and one is super drunk and the other one's trying to stop her from making these terrible comments. Okay. And so she goes, time out, time out, time out. At one point, my sister was sitting there and heard this and she literally told her friend to shut up and yeah, stop talking. She told her to stop, stop She time. said, shut up, stop talking. You're drunk. You don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, well, is she albino? Well, the thing is, is if you don't know what albino is, you should Google it. But apparently drunk Julie didn't know what albino was because clearly the mother-in-law had darker skin. She had dark Lighter, hair. Probably light skin. Well, she was light yeah. skin, but she had dark hair. She had, you know, dark curly hair. She was the opposite of albino. Right. I'll just say that. Right. Because albino, it's, you right. know, your hair is, is well, lighter. Well, you can everything. Google that. Okay. So, so I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm sitting here going back and forth. My eyes are just going from one person to the next person of like, what is going to ready to happen here? And I right. don't say anything because I'm an observer of life. Right. Okay. And so I'm watching this. And so at one point she goes, you really thinking I'm, I'm an albino? She right. goes, well, you know, and then she makes an insulting comment about her eyebrows. Okay. Right. And then the lady. It has the, gone too far at the, this and point. And the mother-in-law looks at her and says, why are you messing with a 50-year-old woman? Do you want to get punched in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a completely appropriate question to ask <laughs> after someone continuously insults you by calling you, uh, right. you know, all kinds Something of different ridiculous. things. Not saying that being an albino is insulting, but obviously when you or not an albino, right. someone's calling you that. It and can you be look insulting. not like, right. a, yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting there going, well, answer the question. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And then I was disappointed in you when you told me the story because I was like, why didn't you hold her accountable? She asked you a very valid right. question. Do you want to get punched in the face by a 50-year-old? Answer the question, lady. Right. And so the mother-in-law graciously gets up and says, I'm going to walk away. I'm a bigger person. Walks away. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's upset, but she walks away. And then they, the, the drunk girl, because I'm left there by myself, uh -huh. looks at me and says, well, what did I say? Did I say something wrong? And I say, uh, I was I was half listening. <laughs> right. So I was like, I'm gonna stay out of this. The girl next to her, you guys, says, he's lying. <laughs> he knows exactly what you said. He heard the whole thing. And I was like, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so I lean in and I and I gave her education of what Albino is. <laughs> and then I and I said, So yes, you were very inappropriate and you were very insulting. Very rude. And she and then at that point it hit her and then she was almost crying because mm -hmm. she's like, Oh my God, I, I didn't mean to do right. that. And I was like, Well, so, what did you mean to do? And so you still haven't lesson. answered the question. Do you, you want to get punched in the face? <laughs> you don't use a term when you don't know the meaning of it. Well, I, there's a lot that goes along with well, this, but yeah, you, you can but tell you when somebody is... Yeah, but you ask somebody a term, are you albino if you don't know what albino is? Well, apparently she thought she knew what albino was. Okay. Well, so then it escalates really quickly because the mother-in-law, soon-to-be mother-in-law, is now crying because she's embarrassed, upset, pissed off, whatever. Right. Because this girl is being inappropriate with her. Well, then my brother-in-law, Mitchell, notices that his mom is now crying. Again, he's a cop. He has lots of guns. <laughs> and he kind of lost it. Rightfully so. You made my mom cry. Get the F out of my house. It's this whole thing, you guys. And so... We told them that we were going to talk about them on the podcast. And the lesson is, is you need new friends, right? You, you need new friends if they can't control their liquor, if they can't respect your family, if they can't keep their mouths shut 
about things they don't know anything about, and if they destroy your whole ass graduation party that took you 30 years to have. Period. Yeah. End of story. That's that. Yeah. Um, well, there's a bunch of stuff that happened in between there. Well, right? before that. Oh, God. We don't even have time for this. Okay, I'll tell you this. This was just a cherry on top because right. the night prior, one of the young ladies who was drinking that day had her kids at the house and they shit all over her by her <laughs> brother-in-law's couch. Just all over. Just well. And, you know, and then left. You and, took it far. Yeah, but it was bad. My brother-in-law Mitchell does not like children. <laughs> and so the kids happen to be there. He doesn't there. know how much he loves children. Um, the kids happen to be there. There happened to be an accident in someone's <laughs> pants and all over their $5,000 new sofa. There happened to be some poop on the sofa. It was a shit show to say the least, you guys. But Literally. But it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You know why? Because we're the kind of people that we take situations like this. We make them fun. We find lessons in them. We talked about it the entire next day. We came up with an action plan on who needs to get cut, who is no longer in the wedding, who cannot participate in your new life because values have changed. And, you know, friendships need to be kind of ties need to be severed at this point. Right, right. And so. I guess the point is, is like you shouldn't let it get to that point until you decide that you need to do a friend audit and perhaps these ties need to be severed prior to a really monumental event in your life. And I think the last thing I'll say is this, is I think if you're in your life and you know your friends are not really serving what you're trying to do, and and, and I want to make sure you're not listening to this going, oh, it's like an ego. It's not an ego trip. It's not about you being better. You're not better. It's really about like, hey, in, in a relationship, there is a, there is a sense of service, and you serve someone with whether you entertain or are you or you inspire or you share, and you you come with away with, hey, this person makes me better, mm -hmm. and I make them better, and we do it together and that's what the relationship is based off of and, and yes there's fun in there and yes there's being a little bit irresponsible all those things come in those relationships but i think what people what happens is we want to hold on to relationships because we know that there was a version of them that they're holding on to right. and we feel like we need to fulfill that somehow some way and so we hold on to these relationships when we should let them go Right. When we should move on and say, okay, that was a place, that was a time, it was special. And maybe that relationship will rekindle over a few years mm -hmm. once there's growth on both parts, mm -hmm. because that happens, right? right? Someone goes away, you come back and you go, oh my God, you've like grown so much. Like, mm -hmm. I, like you're like a totally, totally different person. And, and like, maybe you could inspire them. And maybe you can inspire them. And so a lot of times I think it's important if you are in those situations, you truly love someone that's like not a family member, but a friend, the best thing you can do is role model what great looks like, right. especially if they don't want your help right now. Right. So I want to know what has your foul ass family done? <laughs> because there are many things that I'd like to share with you uh, in closing of this episode that I just cannot share right at this moment because one, they're too fresh Two, these people probably listen and it would probably cause some drama. And that's not what the point of this episode is. This isn't to air our dirty laundry. This is to really find the lessons in here, right? And I had another lesson. Um, oh, well, don't keep oh, alcohol in your house. <laughs> don't keep alcohol in your house. Well, you can, but don't invite the wrong people. Well, like I have so my brother over here and he asked for alcohol. I don't have any. 
Oh my God. He may lose it. To see your family members too. That's another episode. But what I was going to say was drunk Julie wound up, you know, coming to find me, the older sister, like who's very disappointed. We're going to throw you out of this house and you got to go. Like she's on the curb now. And she said, I just want to apologize to you and your family. I didn't mean to be disrespectful with the albino comment. And I said, you know, I appreciate that. But I'm not the one that you offended. You offended my sister by insulting her future mother-in-law. And she said, well, I'm not going to apologize for that because she was rude. And I said, you know what? That's privilege. Mm. That is privilege at its finest for you to have done something extremely wrong and out of pocket and still like stand, you know, by your guns and say, I'm not going to apologize because they disrespected me. This is a party for one of your best friends for a very important monumental, you know, moment in her life. And you disrespected her future mother-in-law. Shame on you. Yeah. I just got to tell you. So if you're the kind of person that justifies your actions, well, that person disrespected me. So because you felt disrespected, because you felt like someone was rude to you, you think anything goes now, that's privilege. Mm. And I, I need you to not be privileged because it's not a good trait and to the, have. And the worst part about that is she's apologizing to you because she still thinks that albinos are only black. Right. <laughs> so even in the apology, it's no, like- it was just you, ridiculous. We're crazy. Well, the next day she did Google it and Google told her and then she, <laughs> you know, she learned- and I said that day, I said, you should never use, you should never insult someone with a term that you don't know the definition of. Right. There's so much there, but that was just like a little snippet of some of the drama that happened at a very significant, you know, event for our family. And so I want to know, is your family crazy too? Tell us in a review for the Push podcast. You know, nobody will know. Just It'll just be our secret because I want to further unpack this whole family dynamic thing because you don't get to pick your family, right? right? And I could tell you I have a lot of crazy family members and uh, it's very challenging. It's like a constant, never-ending struggle, particularly around holidays, particularly when family's visiting and you want to do the right thing. And I'll just end it with this. Most of the time... It comes down to expectations not being met on all sides. Mm -hmm. Your expectation of what this visit should have looked like was not in alignment with what I expected this family visit to look like. Right. Right. Your expectation of how someone should act in a relationship is not an expectation in alignment with the expectations I have about how I should be acting. Right. And so I want to tell you, expectations get you in trouble. And at this point, you know, some stories I shared with my husband today out of frustration. And he said, but are you surprised? Well, yeah, today I was surprised <laughs> because I thought that we had grown past this. I thought that after all this other drama, I thought that this would have cured that. I thought this conversation, I landed very well. And so I'm just going to tell you, Janelle's really pissed off today because my expectations uh, were not met. That's a me problem. Mm. I'm just going to tell you I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm going to have a great rest of the night with you, honey. I'm not going to take it out on anyone, but I walked into something with an open heart, expecting one thing to happen, another thing happen. I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to own it. 
So that's an exercise for you. The next time you're disappointed, ask yourself, what role did I play in this? Maybe you weren't the asshole. Maybe you weren't the villain in the story. But did you play the role of someone who had unfavorable expectations and it just they didn't get met? Right. So now you're upset. You want to be upset about it or do you want to ask yourself, well, are you surprised? Right. So thanks for slapping me with that. (laughs) <laughs> love you <laughs> well i think it's important like i think that it it wasn't surprising it was disappointing and i think that yeah. when you have that that's what happens and just like the story we told your sister was very disappointed surprised and disappointed i don't know if she was surprised because they've i'll tell you her future husband was surprised evi- no he wasn't either there's True. evidence that that behavior could have happened but you're disappointed that you thought these individuals should know that this is not the time or place to get to this point where yep. you can't control yourself. And so we leave you with that. The Push Podcast is about we're showing perspectives. We hope that through the story you were entertained, that you got something from it, that yep. maybe it, it piqued your, uh, your, your, your curiosity. And maybe say, you are oh, the problem. Maybe, I, maybe you're that friend. There. And if you are, this is no judgment, but get your shit together. If you right? are drunk, Julie, there are groups for this and there are podcasts for this, right? We want to help you. But you just you can't insult people with words you don't know the meaning of. There's just a lot to unpack there. So let us know. If you enjoyed episode 93, please take 30 seconds to leave a review, rate the podcast. We'll send you a t-shirt and a journal, but we want to know if your family is also crazy or if you have outgrown some of your friends and if you're going to sign up to do a friend audit every six months too. And then if you need friends, hey, we're thinking about having a conference, like an in real life conference where you can come, we can meet each other. The push conference. And we can be friends because maybe we've outgrown some friends too. There you go. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you soon as we ramp up to hit 100 episodes of the Push Podcast. Absolutely. Congratulations. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. And push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.